0: Welcome to Earn's World, <laughs> hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the sh- we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World, it's
1: World it's Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? What it do? What it do? There's a culture shift, <laughs> and we're the culprits.
2: Diggies are weird!
1: Alright y'all, welcome back to the Earn's World Podcast. It's your boy DJ Earn One, and it's your boy Diff You. And we coming at y'all again, directly from Portland. And this is episode 43. Yeah, so to everybody out there, we appreciate y'all rocking with us per usual, you know. And I feel like I've been kind of dropping the ball on this to begin the podcast. But, you know, we would like to encourage people to like, comment, and subscribe. And, you know, most importantly, share with their friends. Because, you know, we want to grow. And we can't do that without y'all. So, there's that. But, yeah, another news. another news, really, but, I
3: mean, just in general. How you been, man? Well, you know, we leaving town uh tomorrow flying out going back home for some family things. So, not the greatest. Um, but at the same time, we got to keep pushing and uh you know, aim for the best. So, where I'm at right now, I'm just kind of like playing everything by ear before I go home. And uh yeah, man, I don't really want to get too deep into it, but you know, just dealing dealing with life stuff, you know what I'm saying? um but yeah other than that we cool man we still here we shooting episode 43 um unfortunately gonna miss the 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 guest episodes coming up but uh you might, I'll be... you might not
1: why it depends on how you feel how you feeling when you get back home i told you i got come down to call you in if you want true to. i'll
3: be i'll be the, i'll be there in spirit if anything but yeah so how you been though um i've been all right um this past
1: weekend was not necessarily interesting but i kind of forgot that the school dance season kind of rolls back around like during winter because they have like the winter formals you know what I mean, or winter semi-formals. So I was in Seattle this past weekend DJing a high school dance, and that was interesting. It was, I mean, kind of nice to DJ for this particular school because I wasn't getting a bunch of requests and stuff like that. So that's nice. Make my job a lot easier. That's yeah, what I think. Up. I got maybe like twenty requests the entire night. Still so got some like, requests. Yeah, I got some requests, but it wasn't like. Yo, play this, play that, play that, play that, yo. You got this. It's like, bro, don't even come to me asking me for certain Playboy Cardi tracks because you know they ain't no edited version.
3: Nah, that's funny. True, they they just need to let the kids have fun, man. Facts. It's one night. It's not like they're not listening to all this stuff anyway. Come on, that's my that's
1: my point of view. I'm like, yo, like they listening to this unedited music on their own anyway. Like I was talking to uh one of the guys in the crew with me the other uh, on Saturday when we were setting up. I was like, yeah, like it's so interesting to me how like depending on what environment you're at at a high school. The music sounds completely different. Like I remember being in gym and like PE and stuff like that, and we'd be listening to everything unedited. Same thing, like in the warm up lines and stuff like that. During when we were doing warm ups and stuff like that uh, for the sports games, everything we're listening to is unedited.
3: In high school, yeah,
1: but then uh, but then during um, during the football during actual like school dances and stuff like that, everything is edited radio music. Well, I never paid attention to it. Make it make sense, but yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Not at all. Well, yeah, so that was my weekend. Um, It's kind of what's new with me anyway. Yeah, like I said last episode, just working on a website for Ernest World, so that's about it. True. Nothing, nothing too crazy.
3: Nothing crazy. Well, a lot of stuff did go on in culture, though, over the weekend, so I guess we can go ahead and touch up on, um, I guess, up on news, basically, what's been going on in the world. Uh, a lot of things been going on, man. Where do you want to start? Yeah, as it relates to art, there's been um, this abandoned
1: high-rise luxury housing project that has been kind of taken over by Taggers. And graffiti artists in downtown LA. Um, I can't remember when they, I, I was reading about reading up on it a little bit. It was built in week. like
3: twenty six
1: nineteen. Yeah, it was I around think. the time of the pandemic. I don't want to be wrong, but that they were in the process of constructing it, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and the whole housing crisis that was going on with the pandemic. They just like said fuck it and abandoned the project. But they ran out of funds. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I don't know if it had anything to do with the housing crisis as to why they weren't getting funds to like finish it, but. Long story short, they didn't finish it, and graffiti artists have been taking it over, and it actually looks pretty dope. Right. There's been a lot of drone footage surfacing on social media as of late, just of the building. So we're going to run this little news clip so you guys can kind of get a little bit of background on it. Super quick, super short, but it's the gist of what's kind of going on in L.A.
0: We're talking about vandalism. We're talking about tagging with graffiti. An investigation underway now after multiple stories. Take a look at this. Of this abandoned luxury high-rise in downtown Los Angeles were tagged by vandals. It's quite impressive. The feet there, 27 floors of that high-rise hit with that graffiti. Box 11's Christy Fardo joining us now live to talk about this tagging incident, you she joins it? me. Oh, uh, good I, was... uh, I said impressive because it kind of is here. Here. Like What's going video. on? How did this happen?
4: Well, you know, we talked to a neighbor who said he first saw people tagging about a week ago on Friday to be exact, and it has only exploded it since goes. then. And the LA tells us ago. that they had an emergency meeting with the property oh, managers. So like and that the
3: recent, city has recent, even yeah, given that, that management company a yeah, one week right, yeah. abatement like, notice to
4: improve in security in LA, and earlier, also remove the graffiti. But as we saw firsthand, the taggers are still at it. It was a billion-dollar project, but now the three abandoned L.A. high-rises are towers of graffiti and beacons for taggers. We saw them rolling paint on the (laughs) sky-high buildings. That's insane. Even as the deputy mayor was meeting with the LAPD several stories below.
3: People from out of state came, people from the IE, San Diego, everywhere, you know. Everybody's coming to hit this spot.
4: This tagger who goes by Klopp's H-E-L shared this video of him tagging one of the buildings known as the Oceanwide Plaza. You can hear the wind blowing and sirens in the background. This crew tells us the two security guards assigned to the property spotted them, called police and yelled at them to leave.
3: Yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of scary, but I mean, once you're out there, I mean, the adrenaline and all that, so you know, that, that all of that goes out the way, so.
4: The LAPD says vandals are getting in through holes in the gates <laughs> like this one. That's funny. And that the property has been a magnet for trouble since construction was halted in 2019. The China-based developer behind the mixed-use high-rises defaulted on loans, and the property is reportedly okay. now up for sale. Well, but take a look That's what happened. with the explosion of graffiti on just about every floor. The Oceanwide Plaza has become a photo op. I heard that it's abandoned, so I'm like, you know what I mean? I don't know why they would do it. We saw person after person taking pictures, including the Deputy Mayor of Public Safety, Brian K. Williams. The LAPD says the buildings are dangerous. Security will be tightened. And the graffiti removed. I got a lot to say about this. We don't have to let this. Okay, so my I thing
3: is. I appreciate it so much. I have
1: uh, uh, affinity for it. It's not like, it's like... Not a art in
3: motion. This is like our way of expressing ourselves, you know, our way of, you know, I just, this I mean. art
1: therapy. Yeah.
3: This is our therapy. I just think it's funny how LA says it's dangerous. Yeah, LA has been dangerous for people getting killed, robbed randomly. You got gang activity. You got Skid Row. Yeah, but LA been crazy for off the chain for a minute. Yeah, so quit with the <laughs> bullshit. Like some of this be kind of cringe because this city, Los Angeles, California alone is a really rich city. Los Angeles is a billion dollar city, man. Some of the most richest people live in that city, and there's still people that are dirt poor. There's still a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I say all have to say that. This to me is just a product of rich people not getting their way, and honestly, I'm all with it. I, I'm I hate to be that guy, but like, f- completely screw that building up. Do it, do it, because like at the end of the day, somebody with a lot of money put that there, didn't finish the get finish the job, and now it's just sitting. You got people that are legit homeless. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a waste of space, and you are gonna get mad because people are putting art on it. And my thing is, for them to even say it's dangerous, regardless of it legit being dangerous, dude, L.A. is dangerous. <laughs> nah, I feel you on, I feel You, you can't even wear a certain type of hat in that city. But you want to talk about somebody risking their life on a skyscra- skyscra- skyscraper? That's an at-your-own-risk type situation. I'm a civilian. I should be able to go in into public and wear a hat and not feel like I'm going to die. So at the end of the day... If they're going to talk about that being dangerous, they need to keep that same energy with everything going on in the city. I just think it's dope to see. Me
1: too. I don't know where exactly it is because where exactly in the city is that? I was, I, it's so in I was, downtown LA. That's like I know, right there I'm saying by way, the, um, I was, I was, the
3: old uh, Staples Center.
1: Literally. Okay. So, yeah. I was like, I knew I did see some buildings that were under construction. When I, was at it's Ishcare, right beside and I was like, me, I don't basically. remember seeing any type of graffiti all over these buildings. And then all of a sudden... Well, and that's why it's
3: funny, because it's like... It's like, when did this start happening? Everybody like, that knows in the graffiti world, once something gets hit, that's it. It just takes that one person to hit it, and that's it. Yeah, it's like an advertisement, that's, basically. That's, that's, that's like, so that's inevitable. Because, yeah, like, uh, Ish lives... I
1: want to say Ish lives maybe a couple blocks away from the Staples Center. He lives, like, maybe six blocks away from Staples.
3: Yeah, I'm always going to be with this, because this is hip-hop, and it's also art. You know, it's one of the coolest arts, too, when you really think about it, because people risk their lives, you know, and they really it it takes a lot of skill to do this. This is not it's not simple. And I mean, people really dedicate their lives to this and it's special, man. And I feel like it's a part of the culture regardless. Um, And it gives people jobs. So, I mean, why be mad? Because honestly, there's people that literally make a living off wiping this stuff off the buildings you cutting them out of jobs if, they, if the graffiti artists stop. So as far as I'm concerned, it's part of the ecosystem. That's how I look at it. I mean, it's just always been fire to me. Just seeing it on trains. Don't you consider it being train, part of the ecosystem?
1: On, um, I mean, kind of, sort of, at this point. But seeing it on trains, seeing it on um, interstate signage, seeing it on the interstates.
3: The thing that I that, that, that I don't like is that they get mad, but it's like, it looks better than just sitting there. What you mean? It oh, looks, talking about the art on the building. Yeah, mm. it looks better than just sitting there. I mean, I don't see why they're tripping
1: about it at the moment. Cause, I mean, they weren't tripping about sitting it; sitting
3: just a, a piece of junk just sitting there. That's,
1: that's what that's what over, I'm,
3: that's what I'm saying. For over three to three years now. I mean,
1: if it's gonna sit there not, and not nobody's gonna use it, like you can't really be mad at people for right using it as essentially a canvas
3: for art. I'm surprised the homeless not camps ain't really, really started setting shot up. Right. I'm surprised the homeless people haven't taken over the building. I would have been got me a little spot up there somewhere in, in the cut. Because that's a lot of rooms. You ain't finding me.
1: I mean, not only that, it just looks like the outside of the building, for the most part, on certain floors, is kind of finished. So like you don't got to worry
3: about the elements and stuff. Well, not you. even that. But some of those floors are still concrete, which means you could do a fire inside. And not know. have to that's worry about it. You could be in a cut. That's ain't nobody going to notice. what I'm saying. The outside <laughs>
1: of the building is finished. So it's, protect- it's going to protect you from the elements. Anything else you want to do inside there is kind of like up
3: to you. You just... Want to and make sure you don't like burn the whole building down. Because it's so high, you can probably go somewhere in the cut and not be bothered, and ain't nobody gonna really fuck with you. That's true. So, well, but yeah. yeah.
1: Moving along from, uh, from this, I mean, this is just something that just happened to pop up, and then everybody thought it was kind of dope to see if you're into like the art scene, any type of urban art, any type of urban creation, urban culture. Talking yeah, so about something is, is dangerous. This is what popped That's up crazy. over the weekend for us to kind of engage with on, on our timeline. Uh, so, shout out to LA. Um, Philly's funny man But yeah in other news The Grammys did just happen this past weekend I didn't watch it but Me neither I always try to stay tapped in via my timeline When award shows and stuff are going on Just so like if I'm not watching it I can still actively engage with what's going on But um, long story short I guess the first topic of discussion on this Would be
3: Jay-Z's Grammy speech So I'm gonna run that clip for y'all real quick he won, uh, by the way, an Achievement Award, in case nobody knows. Apparently, it's was an Achievement Award. Yeah, so Jay-Z won an award, but he also
1: used, took the time to use use the platform to, you know, kind of give a nod to, I guess, his wife, Beyonce, but also kind of throw a little bit of shade at some people who we thought maybe weren't as deserving, but also kind of, you know, let people know that regardless, people going to feel like they got snubbed every year. It's an ongoing process. It's a cycle. So anyway, to kick this off, the most Grammys never won out. Basically, he's talking about Beyonce right here. The most Grammys never won Album of the Year. That doesn't work. So here's the clip.
2: Love y'all. Here we, go. we love y'all. We love y'all. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously, it's subjective. Y'all don't gotta clap at everything. Obviously, it's subjective because you know it's music and it's opinion based. But you know, some things. You know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. I love y'all. Think about that. The most Grammys, never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you made it (laughs) robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. Oh, no, 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 that was it. No, when I get nervous, I tell the truth.
3: When I get nervous, I tell the truth. That was gas. Yeah. So here's my take. First off, all the real artists don't really care about the Grammys. Like, if you really know, you know. Most of the people who really be doing it, they don't care about the Grammys because they realize. The Grammys used to be a thing, part of American culture, where it was like the staple, like if you're an artist, you want, that's an achievement. But certain artists have realized because of the way the voting and all that stuff works that a lot of that stuff's been kind of skewed. So a lot of people don't even show up to the Grammys. I and mean, We know that firsthand. I mean, Drake got, you know, doesn't show up. A lot of artists don't really have been vocal about how they feel about the Grammys. So with that being said, a lot of people don't, um, they don't put all their weight into it. Yeah, cause you know they, were saying, they were saying Travis Scott's
1: a little little situation on stage. after he was like throwing chairs and being destructive. Wasn't actually a part of his performance. He was actually mad about the fact that he has been nominated ten times for a Grammy and has not won a single one. I'm like, yo, if y'all at all times y'all could have gave that man Travis
3: a Grammy, it should have been for Astro World. I thought Astro World got a Grammy. Nah, it was nominated, but he ain't win. But I well maybe he puts his weight in it, but it's a lot of a lot, a lot of artists don't though, and a lot of artists have been vocal about it. So when I when I look at someone like Jay Z who speaks on it, he clearly I feel like has already passed the point to where the Grammys mean something to him. I feel like I mean he was shown drinking out of the the most recent award, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like for him to speak up on the situation is not necessarily just on behalf of Beyonce, but on behalf of artists as a whole exactly it just so happens that because she has the most number of Grammys and that like what he said doesn't really add up and make sense but at the same time it's like for me I'm just like if I had the most Grammys I wouldn't even give a fuck yeah at that point but I don't think that it's about that I think it's It's just not I don't think that that they even really care that's
1: usually what most people have issues with in general in most cases is general principle not being honored you know what I mean
3: true or it's like yo, yeah, like come on now like we did all this we said we said all we said i'm not gonna lie though. It do seem like travis scott should have maybe gotten a grammy at least once maybe once like i said if he, was gonna once. Get, if he was gonna get one it would have been for astro world yeah astro world like, or yeah, uh birds yeah, in the, or that birds in the trap scene astro was nominated for the rap album of the year right who who won i can't mm. remember i'm pretty sure it was nominated he was it nominated. might have been. it wasn't drake was it I really thought Grant, that he won. He never he didn't win anything. No, we can look this up. Right? is that what you're saying? He said you're saying he didn't win any Grammys. He hasn't won a Grammy, uh-huh. not yet. And so that was footage of him throwing a tantrum. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't even know that happened.
1: He was performing
3: "Fiend," and like what he he did it during the performance.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: how did they know that? Well, how they? So you saying he was just taking out his rage while he was performing? Oh. You think it was, but did it look like it? Because I didn't, I mean, I didn't see the footage. Did you see it?
1: I did. And what's Let me your take find on it real it? quick. Here we go. So here it is. They slept on me 10 times. i probably got to have to kill this audio, but. Was
3: this before or after?
1: This is during his performance.
3: I'm saying, was this after the awards or like after they already did the nomination?
1: It don't matter. It's at his performance. <laughs> it's during his performance He was like smashing. I'm
3: trying to figure out was he smashing this after he found out he didn't win bro the point the fact of the matter is he been nominated 10 times and has not won shit true 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 true
1: true true I like, guess you're bro. right you're yet?
3: but I mean at the same time though dude I ain't gonna lie to you that's a this is gonna sound not crazy but like you can't really be mad at that and here's the reason why let's say you, you can't. But if everybody is, everybody, if everybody within the the people are saying you should, you were deserving of a Grammy. I, but this, but like, this, but right, this is my thing. Now. I have to see who he was running up against, and that's my only way I can say that. Because just because you was From nominated, Astro World, 97- regardless of who he was going up against, should have won a fucking Grammy. That's what I can't. I can't say that. I need to know. Astro World. What album? Can we look it up? Let's look it up. What's the album that he was he was competing against? I really need to know, and that's gonna give me an easy answer right there because at the end of the day you can be not just because you're nominated doesn't mean that you're going to win and it doesn't he was mean that you've a rap album best rap album I'm saying what was his comp? who was who was the who won let me see who he lost to oh he lost to Cardi B okay that's crazy yeah like all right all right all right all right we got to chill we got gotta- so I'm like bro wait what all right that's crazy all right yeah they yeah wow all right I was like, I know he lost to somebody you should have won against. Yeah, no, nah, And we love Cardi B, but nah. And that was a good album, but no. That was a good album. That Cardi B album was good. But it wasn't better than Astro World. Astro World, man. <laughs> it was not better than Astro World. Those two albums held the year down, though. Like, my dad didn't even dislike Astro World. Yeah. And he do not even listen to that. crazy, really. yo. Against. I didn't really realize. Okay. Yeah, I feel some type of way. Yeah. Yeah, all right, and he didn't win this album too. So, but this year though, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you, I'm kind of glad Killer Mike got it swept it. That he deserves that. Killer Mike deserves that. And I guess it's perfect timing because we can kind of move into that. The next. It's thing. so funny because Cos and that was like, yo, who, uh, <laughs> who's Killer Mike? <laughs> I was That's like, sad, man, I mean, bruh. we got to, yeah. Uh, what you mean, who's Killer Mike? He don't know no
1: better, man. I mean, he's also not from the South, so... And he's also way younger than us. Yeah, so, he is man. young. And, yeah... I want to give him a pass, but at the same time, it's like... Oh, bruh.
3: you It's crazy, because you, you have to, but at the same time, it's like... Because you just got to realize that some of these kids are just not like us, bro. They don't go back, and they just don't, and It's crazy, bro. Like, I was literally just talking about that in...
1: Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day on Friday about that. I was like, yeah, like, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, like, this one, uh, he was just talking about the fact that he was like, yeah, a lot of the younger generation of people don't do their due diligence to go back and actually learn about why shit is Matter important. of fact, I was just on why Instagram. They should, why, why they should hold something in as high of regard as they do.
3: I was just on Instagram, and there was uh Travis Barker playing drums. Somebody in the comments said, who is this? And everybody started trolling a the person. They started naming. Somebody meant, they mentioned, like, Two different artists and mashed them together. They was like, "This is so and so with in this band called blah J blah." They are just fucking with them, but it was just like, "Y'all are wrong, man." They asking a genuine <laughs> question. question, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, how do you not know who Travis Barker is? But at the same time, it's like, should they know who Travis Barker is? It's like some people just ain't in the culture like that. But I, you know, I don't know. It was just weird though, because it's like Travis Barker versus the other artists we just mentioned. It's still, you should still kind of know both. I mean, you, you don't even listen to Blink-182 like that, and you know Travis Barker. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It's just weird, man. It, it, it's just like, you can't be mad at people. I've learned, and, and I think because I'm a purist, by, by default, we always going to feel some type of way.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily feel some type of way anymore. I just, now at this day, now yeah, in this anymore. Day and age, I just kind of start looking at people a little differently. True. Depending on what space they're in and what they're attached to and how they make their money, I'm like, yo, so you mean to tell me you make your money off this particular part of or subset of American culture and you don't
3: really know who so-and-so is?
1: Know who this person or figure is? So, yeah. That's my old (laughs) character, bro. Dude didn't dude didn't know who fucking Paula Abdul was. That's crazy. I was like, bro, and you Mexican? And he older than you? Yeah, I was like, and you Mexican?
3: Yeah, it's crazy. I was like,
1: you, f- bro, we can't talk about shit else. Man, screw that. You ain't <laughs> even got to
3: be Hispanic to even. That's not. No, but that was the kicker. I'm like, bro, that's not also, even.
1: You're also Hispanic and you don't know who she is?
3: Like, if you just music and, co- like, I don't know. I'm like, bro, was you living um, under a rock during the early 2000s? Did you watch TV? Right. Was <laughs> you living under a rock? Not even music. Did you watch TV? I don't know. You like sports, right? Laker girls? I don't know, man. The Pussycat Dolls? Wait, what does Pussycat Dolls have to do with like, do? Laker Girls, Pussycat Dolls, like. What does that have to do with Paula Abdul? I'm just, Bruh, She was a part of the Pussycat Dolls. Paula Abdul's not part of Pussycat wait, Cat way, Dolls. Way, way back in the day? Bruh, you're wildin'. Pussycat Dolls is a newer group. What no, are you
1: talk- no, it's not. <laughs> what are you bro? talking about?
3: The Pussycat Dolls became bigger in the 2000s, but
1: they started in like the 80s, 90s type no, shit. No, no, no. Are you talking about a different group of Pussycat? It was no, like a different generation? No, it's literally nah. a different generation. Bro, it's a different generation of Pussycat Dolls, okay, okay, but it's okay. the Pussycat Dolls. Okay, okay,
3: okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's before. why I'm like, yo, all like, right, how right. you not. No, no, I'm just making sure we on the same page. Because yeah, I'm like, like all, right, all right, all right, all right. But it's like, yeah, bro, like, I'm like. I thought bro, you was like, talking about our generation. No, not our generation. Okay, 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 Got you, got you, got you. I'm just like, yo, like. All right. All right. Uh, American Idol that's what I'm saying did you watch TV <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> like, besides the point man like people people are just I don't know it's just the way of the world man you either get it or you don't you know what I'm saying but I will say this though that's why I like the fact that somebody like Killer Mike winning because he deserves it and he deserves some light that album I know was really good I heard a lot of great things about it um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all I personally didn't play it I have it I didn't actually I'm like let me not let me not lie I did play it but I didn't get the digest album like I wanted to just because of the headspace I was in so I've been wanting to play it but I just kind of like haven't really been in that headspace to really listen to it like I want so I will say that like from what I heard everyone else say I've heard nothing but good things and then on top of that finding out that DJ Paul had his hands in it which he's had his hands in a lot of stuff lately that I don't think a lot of people have been paying attention to, but that's that's just cool too, cause like he he for real his producer bags. I'm gonna get the bread from behind the scenes. I, I mean, he really be deep in it though. Like he got got Academy Award winning man, Oscars, Grammys added again. So it's like congratulations to both of them. Um, but ultimately, like I said, Killer Mike for getting three. I mean, this is a big deal. I, I didn't even see what was it best rap album, rap song. I think I don't know the other one, but three, three, three in a row, man. Yeah, I think he got,
1: um, I want to say he got best, he for sure got best rap album. I think he got rap, best rap song, too. I think he got best rap song. I don't know what the third one
3: was. Me neither.
1: But he got three Grammys, long story short.
3: So that's good. that's amazing, man.
1: Shouts out, shout out to, to him. Shout out to, um, to Kill It Mike. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, my introduction to him, for real, for real, was uh, through that Outcast song, The Whole World, back in the day. And they won a Grammy off that. Classic. So. Yeah.
3: Yes indeed. Yes indeed, man.
1: Shout out to Outcast, Killing Mike, and the rest of the dungeon family.
3: Mm-hmm. What we got next? Music, music news?
1: Actually, no, since we did kind of touch on just touch on Cost not really knowing about <clears throat> uh Killer Mike. I guess we're gonna tap into this uh whole streamers getting finessed. Allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> situation. Yeah, so if you've been paying attention to social over the past couple of weeks, there's been a handful of incidents where rappers have been coming up on a huge bag just off of spending a super short amount of time with these streamers so first incident that i can recall of as of late would be the situation with kai not losing like i want to say 300k to twenty one Savage over like a two k, they show him raging.
3: He threw, he broke all his shit. That was funny. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, so Carson not lost he like two hundred thousand or three
1: hundred thousand. Twenty one Savage over like a two k or Madden game. Then Aiden Ross loses some money to, but he ends up not really losing the money. I don't feel like because I mean just based on the way the situation scenario. No, he played, gave half. I think he gave he
3: gave some of the money back, or gave him like half I, of the money back. He, no, I think he did some. Basically, no. I think he said he paid him back and he apologized, something yeah. like that. So long story short, twenty
1: one Savage and Aiden Ross were playing um, a card game where they had to like pull cards from like a pile of cards, right? Which one was the highest card? I want to say was the one that won the round. I don't know exactly what the name of the game is, but they won some gambling shit. And some of the cards they were playing with were, were were marked. So, long story short. The money that 21 Savage was supposed to really, really win from Aiden Ross, he ended up not really winning because the game was allegedly rigged. Then, a week later, Aiden Ross asked 21, not 21 Savage, but asked Playboy Cardi to pull up for a live stream for two mil and a Ferrari and like a trip somewhere on a private jet. And this dude, Playboy These Cardi, crazy bread, bro. This dude,
3: this dude, Playboy Cardi pulls up for all of like, what ten minutes? it no, said six. They said six minutes. That's what the internet said. Six minutes pulls up for six minutes. You can't even really see his face. You couldn't
1: see his it's face. Dark. He had a mask on.
3: It's dark. They were in the dark. He had a
1: mask on. Yeah, I'm pulls like, up for six minutes. Walks out with a million dollars in cash.
3: Yeah, because apparently uh, Aiden didn't give him the other half. He was like, "Nah, you're not getting a jet situation either." And apparently, he showed up. He showed up late. Yeah, like, showed up an hour late. So I. My thing is, man, it's hard to say because, like I said, this is all alleged, but I don't know, man. It's like some of these relationships is transactional, and I feel like these uh, these uh, streamers don't necessarily understand some of their relationships as far as it goes. I don't think they understand who is actually really cool with them. And who's, and who's just there for the bag? Yeah, or just whatever. Because I mean, some of this stuff can be preventable, for prevented. And I'm just like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Like, I wouldn't give two million to somebody that I don't really like. I just, I don't know. I gotta really, really, I gotta really vibe and have some type of vibe with you. I can't. It can't just be just because you're that person and I know people gonna want to see you.
1: For $2 mil, that shit got to be mutually
3: beneficial. Yeah, like, I can't just give you $2 million just because you that. But I will say this, though. I had to, I thought about it. When they said that he gave $2 million in a Ferrari, that sounds very, like, crazy. But when you think about the type of bread these dudes got and also think about how they have to um, uh, write off things for taxes. Tax write-offs and stuff. Giveaways. They probably, like, that's probably, it's like, this is, like, how they move. So it's not surprising at all. And I'm like, okay. Because that's how I assume. I would assume when they do this type of stuff... There's a reason they, they can. There's a there's a more m- meticulous reason. They're they not just doing it. There's, there's they definitely getting something out of it. Yeah, I mean, I got to it at a certain point. I mean, I just feel
1: like it's Like I don't, I don't know, man. Just the way some of these streamers move in general, and just how corny they are to me. Yeah, whole, they've like, been like, mad only, corny, man. Like, I get it. Like y'all have a direct line to the younger like i think younger we, audience um, on the internet but it's just like damn
3: like we talked about it earlier i like, gotta mix my brand with your brand shout out to, Kai, just to Kai some I don't, people. i'm cool with Kai. like he's like like i said off off air yeah most of the amp yeah they people are cool but... all of them are pretty cool man like i they're pretty normal like they don't be on a no weird shit but a lot of these other dudes y'all corny man super lame super cringe they're just really cringe yo cringe worthy people and I don't be understanding why they even are as famous as they are. And I ain't even talking about Aiden Ross. I'm talking about people other than him. I ain't even gonna say their names. but just They lame. You know what I'm saying? Aiden Ross, I don't really fuck with him either. But I ain't necessarily tripping on him as much as I am with the other dudes. Because the other dudes be just doing like extra ass shit. And it just be like not even funny. It's really clout chasing. It's bad out here. It is bad. Out here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, make a long story short, man, be careful who you work with and who you get the money to, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the clout is one hell of a drug. And then even from, like, a, a rapper standpoint, I guess it relates to the 21 Savage card situation, like, be careful
1: of who you bring around, too, because, like,
4: I yeah, saw, because cause I,
1: I saw, because on the video, I saw 21 open up a fresh pack of cards, right? And then, I don't know if he handed the cards to his
3: homeboy and his homeboy swapped them out or what, but, like. Even then, all of it sounds fishy because let's say it's us. He, he apologized allegedly and allegedly it was somebody in his circle that was on some weird stuff. But that's all weird. It's like, why are you, got, you too rich to be having people in your circle at this point that, you know, you get to a certain point in your career where you're supposed to weed out all the people. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, you know, you might have a fake person in there, but a lot of times they figure it out by the end. And it's like, yo, we, 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 we weed those out, weed the snakes out and we're good. I feel like he's at a point in his career now where he shouldn't be roaming with anybody that's, like, doing that type of stuff. You know what I mean? That's just kind of weird. Like, No, I agree. Y'all doing that type of—that's the type of time in y'all own? And it's on camera? Yeah, like, that's just crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, that's why I say allegedly, because it's all kind of weird. But yeah. then Aiden Ross goes on the internet and says that he apologized and said that he, he'll take him to Atlanta, bring him to Atlanta. Let's bring him to the
1: hood. Like, for what? We don't need it. Aiden walking around the hood in Atlanta.
3: Yeah, like what is that? What? How does that even make me feel better about the situation? He's not giving back to this. He
1: giving back to the hood in Atlanta while he's there. I don't
3: even know, man. If not, then he don't need to be in the hood in Atlanta. So yeah, I don't. I have no. Clue That's my about two cents. That. I feel you. Like, I ain't I don't know. A lot of weirdness with the streamers, but hey, I don't know. It's also just weird. It's just weird energy with the with the, with a lot of them dudes. It is. It is most definitely. Even when he got, even when Aiden got, uh, uh, what's his name? Charles White. Charleston. Oh, White. Oh, Charleston White. Yeah. He got him on there too. But then, you know, and they was like, I don't know. It's weird. I ain't got much to say on it. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, what was the, I'm trying to think about the. Music. It ain't my... nothing quick. I just want to share. Oh yeah, so, Schoolboy uh, Q. So yeah, people, quick announcement, nothing crazy. Schoolboy Q is about to drop a new album. I don't know about you, but I've been waiting on a new Schoolboy album for a while now. He is one of my favorite artists in TDE. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't really give him the credit that he deserves, to. Like, he is one of the artists on TDE that actually is dope. I don't know what it is about Schoolboy Q that makes him—he's just a good artist, but it's crazy because it's something about the way he—he he has a vibe and style to him. I can't explain it. His production game is Fire. And and his choice in the way he arranges his projects, I really think, is what makes him special. Because, like, that Blank Face project, man, Mm -hmm. that was a good project. That's the joint with, like, the orange. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good project. All his projects have been good, but, like, that project really stood out for me. And I feel like if he has his hands and ears in the studio beyond the rap, kudos to him because some rappers just be in the studio and just rap on the shit i feel like he actually be having his hands on a lot of the sound of his projects so with that being said i'm excited i mean i would hope
1: you do as art as he he would have from an artist standpoint like i mean shit you got to pick the beats that you want to rap on so that's
3: not what i'm saying though sometimes it's beyond that like a lot of rappers can pick a beat and rap on it but his arrangements and the cohesiveness
1: and actually having a story and substance yeah that's what i'm saying it's your project you should want something that but some rappers don't necessarily do that bro collective cohesive sound to make your project there's
3: some rappers that can give you a project that's dope and they don't necessarily have a cohesiveness to to it and you still like it with him though there's a real art to it is what i'm saying like you really like that to me it kind of had like a cinematic vibe almost like with his the the blank face for me had a cinematic vibe i really like that that album so like i said i'm waiting on uh this new even the, the album after that was good but i'm just saying that that was the one out of all his projects so far that stood out so i'm excited to hear this new one and apparently it's called blue lips um he didn't really have a whole lot but like a little snippet i sent it to your dm if you want to pull it up it's like a little teaser um, how do you feel about it though? I know you know there's not much on it right now, but just to hear the news at least. Eh, I'm indifferent.
1: Why? Mm, it's just nice. This is nice to see him come out with some stuff. Because I mean, he's been gone for like almost um, was it, almost ten, nine, ten years, like six years.
3: We talk March first. Blue lips. Little teaser. You know, nothing just the crazy. Track list, just the track list up there? Yeah, I think so. That
1: looks like the same um. The track list is like it's in the same font from um The Good Kid Mad City. He always uses that font for a lot of his stuff. I mean it looks. but that's what I'm saying. It looks like a cause I think they actually used. I want to say it's somebody in the actual groups like actual like handwriting that they used for that font
3: I think I feel like
1: I don't want to be wrong but I feel like Schoolboy be writing some of that stuff yeah, I was going to say I think it might be it might be his handwriting but like I don't I don't know for sure I know somebody in the camp though they turned the promo
3: clip was very very vague it wasn't a whole lot but I really just wanted to share that because for me um, there hasn't been a whole lot of good music in hip hop lately that like I really really liked and to get a new Schoolboy Q album after a few years it's going to be refreshing, man. Uh, TD always put something great out. So, shouts out to Schoolboy. I mean, I've been saying for the longest that Schoolboy
1: is my favorite artist out of the TDE camp. Um, what was it? Because I want to say, what was it, the song Brand New Guy? Classic. That was really the Classic. song. Classic. That was the song for me that I was like, oh, who's the list? I'm that like, might have been. I was like, he might be the nicest one out of the crew, Low Key. That might have been the one, too. Like, him and Kendrick? Well, actually, no. What's, what track did it for me? What you mean, which track did it for you? Oh, you talking just like from a schoolboy standpoint? Yeah.
3: I feel like it's that uh, druggies and hoes. But I don't know.
1: I like all his stuff. He had a song with Jenny Yaco. Off offered that same... Was it Habits and Contradiction? Oh, My Hayden Joint. My Hate Joint? Yeah, but she wasn't on that. No, I'm just saying that, that, song, that song was one of them songs for me. That
3: <laughs> was that song. That My Hate and Joint? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's the uh, Bad Bitch. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm thinking of the other track. My bad. No, My Hate and Joint is uh, My Hate and Joint. Yeah. My Hate and Joint. Yeah, no. Now, <laughs> no, that, that whole project was good. That whole project was good. Uh,
1: dang, that was another one.
3: No, nah, the one that I was just saying earlier, that was the uh, the that beat had that cool sample, man. Y'all know who, y'all know what I'm talking about. I know y'all hear the melody, y'all. Y'all probably know what I'm talking about, the audience and all. But yeah, man. Make a long story short, I'm ready for the album. I ain't much to talk about. We ain't got never go met crazy.
1: a quite like me. Oh yeah, that
3: too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that song? And I'm way too G. G. Ah, yeah, that's that's. Ah, dang, I draw
1: it like on this. This is all, all schoolboy from like 15 years ago though. At this point, so it's mm-hmm. like give us a pass you said how many years like that's like 2012 2011 it's 2024 so i'm like it's like that's almost honestly depending on when that project mixtape came out it might even have been 2010 all right that's crazy moving along man yeah i guess this is uh the fun part of the podcast where we get to actually hold up wait no we got the we got the black history stuff
3: Oh, yes. So before we get... Black History Month. I got to say a disclaimer, though, because I said this the last time. We make history all the time. So that whole Black History Month is really BS. But this month, since everybody else wants to acknowledge it as just this one month, we going to go ahead and show some stuff that we thought was actually really cool that our people made. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, we got our hands on a lot of stuff, man. Y'all be surprised at how many things we use that black people have created. And to be real with you, I, I to this day still find out about stuff and I'm just like surprised, but then like not surprised. It's like, well, I mean, we do be doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I figured we'd share some of the cool stuff that people have done. Um, and one of the cool things is uh actually, believe it or not, the first Ever, Oh, I heard it. Is, dude. The first ever <laughs> video game cartridge was invented by a black man, and his name was Jerry Lawson. We're going to watch a little, quick little video, nothing crazy. Little clip. Little clip. But basically, man, yeah, if you you know the Segas, the Nintendos, the Ataris, all that, yeah, like... We don't get none of that without this man. He's really him. So, let's go ahead and... and you know what I'm saying because that's real that's real shit right there on top of all that just the magnitude of like what he did and where we at because we ain't even on cartridges no more so that's... really this is this is like this is really the first, I mean it's really this the baby of it all the cartridge is the baby yeah. you can't get to the CD without the cartridge. cartridge you know what I'm saying so shouts out to Jerry Lawson rest in peace as well because he did pass away a few years back um but yeah we're gonna go ahead and uh share a little bit of that on on, on today on today's part shout out to Buzzfeed for for this video the
0: fairchild channel f video game console never heard of it well you should have it was the very first at-home video game console that allowed users to play different games using removable cartridges sound familiar That's because companies like Nintendo and Atari followed suit and popularized removable cartridges. Until that time, people could only play games that were built into the console themselves. This console, to put it lightly, changed the face of video games as we know it. The original console was invented by Jerry Lawson in 1976, who revolutionized the at-home gaming market with his leadership and innovation. Jerry is now known as the father of modern gaming hmm. He was a pioneer for video games first and foremost But he was also one of the only African American engineers in his field Don't surprise Jerry me Lawson was born in Brooklyn in 19. Probably because they didn't let him in the field A lot of people didn't let a lot of people in the field It ain't because
1: we didn't ding, have the skills
0: ding, ding, ding. You feel me? <laughs> ding, ding 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 His role model was George Washington Carver Another prominent black inventor I had a picture of George Washington Carver on the wall next to my desk, he said, to Vintage Computing and Gaming. His first grade teacher told him, this could be you. He told the publication that this kind of influence led me to feel I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be something. He was self-taught. At the age of 13, he received his amateur ham radio license and would save up money he earned from repairing television sets to build his own station in his room. In 1970, he became an applications engineering consultant for Fairchild Semiconductor in Silicon Valley. While he was there, he created the early arcade game Demolition Derby in his garage, which became one of the earliest microprocessor-driven games. By the mid-1970s, he became the chief hardware engineer and director of engineering and marketing of the video game division at Fairchild. In that position, he led the development of the Fairchild Channel F console, which was released in 1976. The technology was the first where people could remove cartridges at home. The technology was licensed from Alpex, but Lawson and his team changed the technology in order to use the Fairchild 8 processor as well as figuring out how to make interchangeable cartridges work without causing electrical damage. Now, people had a stockpile of games at home, creating a new revenue stream for manufacturers through game sales, a foundation that the video game industry relies on today. The Channel F also featured an 8-way joystick designed by Jerry and a pause button, also the very first for an at-home video game console. Unfortunately other companies Caught wind of what Jerry was doing And worked to make versions that were Higher powered and with better marketing And so came the Release of the Atari 2600 I wonder did he get a, a patent man It don't matter if he's working for a company or he's console, it. Making it unsuccessful Because whatever but you would But the community would, begs to differ As Lawson's innovations a lot of as these the companies first
1: Function is like If you create something new Using any of our like technology that we provided for you, like technically, we own whatever the hell you created.
0: Really,
1: it's just how it works,
0: unfortunately. Person to create removable cartridges so if you ever working on some dope shit. that followed, earned him the title. The don't do it on your work of computer. Modern <laughs> <game>.
1: <laughs> Long story short,
0: interestingly enough, Jerry Lawson was the only black engineer in the home. If you do, don't YouTube let him find out about it in Silicon Valley a hobbyist group which included Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. His work didn't go unnoticed, though. In 1980, Jerry Lawson left Fairchild to create his own video game development company, VideoSoft, which actually made software for the Atari 2600. While Jerry passed away in 2011, it's his legacy that has continued on, not only for video games, but for the barriers he broke and the pathway he forged. That same year, Jerry was honored for his work by the International Game Developers Association. His invention is also on display at the World Video Game Hall of Fame in Rochester, New York. We and video gamers across the world salute you, Jerry, for all the work that you've done to help revolutionize the way we play video games today. And every time you hear this sound, thank Jerry Lawson. <laughs> That's just so nostalgic.
3: Outside the Jerry man, because that's like legit. We really wouldn't be playing video games right now. Like a lot of stuff that I like, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have because it wasn't for him. So, yeah facts. You do you want to save that fact for y'all next for that next one, or do you want to? Because we low key like I'm looking to save it. Yeah, I mean, because you probably get. I'm, you probably can find another video for that link and just show one. I already have enough. This is about the same. The video, the
1: video I have was about the same right? length. Um, yeah. All right. So now we are about to hop into the fun part of this podcast where we share music videos with our audience members. So that's what we're about to do now. We're about to hit YouTube, these YouTube streets, and get y'all right. So this is actually an artist that I forgot about. I don't know how I forgot about them the last time, but I was struggling to find this video and figure out, figure out who it was. But anyway, shout out to the big homie, Mike Capes, out here from North Portland. The name of the song we're about to feature by this guy, by our guy, Mike, my guy, Mike. Is called WWJZ and it's featuring my dad and big bro. So here we go. WWJ, you said JZ. I said oh, JD. You said Z. Well, you know what I mean, I meant JD. Is not full. This your dad and mom. Oh, It's going to be 90 degrees
2: tomorrow because your mailbox is empty.
4: Uh,. That's
2: good. Okay, better it nice. does. Okay, goodbye. I just stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, nigga. I stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle. Focus on my goals eventually shit a bubble, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle. happen in my mode, I run it but never fumble, nigga. Look. I got nothing to prove to
1: no local niggas big dog in this bitch i can coach this a smooth track Ain't concerned about happenings in the city limits For side free no capping these niggas
2: living gimmicks i come from the trenches with niggas living with low hope When we get the trap and see success is a gold rope i've been dreaming bigger or late had to self-reflect had to elevate my goals out to self-respect it's more to life than after some recognition validation is poisonous make you apprehensive do you do it for the love or is it use the drugs defeat the ego instead of people is you losing touch damn these questions i had to ask myself hard-headed i rarely ever do ask for help every time i rhyme i'm making sure my passion felt a champion is more than brandishing a fancy belt damn i just stay humble and hustle stay humble and hustle nigga i stay humble and hustle stay humble and hustle stay humble and hustle I just stay humble and hustle. Focus on my goals and visually shit a bubble, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle. Hoppin' in my mode, I run it but never fumble, nigga. Yeah. Let me take you back to Interstate Man I know every single motel so well I could give you floor plans Pallet on the floor but I had more plans Before I even had a core fan We were stealing out of stores We was poor man Lack guidance but was guided by the Lord's
1: hand For I knew a Bible survival was in our hands I feel like this right here is off of uh, Interstate Probably Interstate of? He just mentioned Interstate He did? Yeah uh-huh. Yeah it is, it definitely is was rapping, he became my fan mm-hmm. I was just over there the other day the that he he I, still hear his laugh. I like the video he though yes I clean yeah what i was saying like the beat too He
3: stay and raised he here Yeah, he's important
2: focus on my goals I just stay humble and hustle Hopping in my mode I run it but never fumble, nigga
1: Yeah, he's like one of the guys out here From a rap standpoint, too Like before I even met him People were mentioning his name Black ass, it's your big bro, Johnny Just gonna let you know, man Keep a
3: thing, man You know, hustle, grind, you know what I'm saying This
0: is our DNA You already know what it is
1: Yeah, so that was WWJD by Mike Capes. The next song in this playlist, not playlist, but in this segment is going to be by the homegirl, Zybel, aka Yam Greer. Yeah, she's for real, for real, the homie. So I didn't realize she was as talented as she was until I happened to, because more context, we used to work together, right? So she used to be the project manager on one of the teams i worked on right and we just happened to go out for like drinks and just kick it amongst some of the black people out here in portland and i just started hearing the story and some of the stuff she was saying i was like wait a minute hold up i was like she's talking about herself she's talking about somebody else because i'm like ain't no way in hell you got time to do the shit you doing for my demanding ass fucking team but she, you she does the time to do this shit for yourself that's just dedication. Lo- right medication right and that's so how is like, she getting it? She just don't no sleep? She, literally when I talked to her, I asked her When I asked her that question She was like If you want it You just make time for it And that was, that was I mean that's some real shit though For real for real. If you want it bad enough You'll make time for it And figure out how to make it happen Long story short true. This is a d By Zyabelle Another video Shout out here in Portland Yeah no she's a fire Fire R&B artist I don't even know If you would even classify just Fire artist I don't want to put a label on her. And her significant other is actually a talented artist too. We got a video from him coming up right after this. So to all the homies out there, don't tell me I don't support your art.
3: Doing it again in 4K. Go ahead and send them videos through.
1: Facts. If you got videos that need some publicity,
3: it ain't much, but we got you. <laughs> we ain't got a lot of followers right now,
2: so
3: help us get there. That's because the people that's looking right now ain't subscribed yet. I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe. You don't know how to take hints. Calling me till the day's in. Complaining about your fake friends. Say you want to go out, I'd rather stay in. Say you in town at the Holiday Inn. Away from your family doing a holiday in it Kinda weird so i am going just pivot Kinda weird so I'ma just pivot back to me Cause actually, wherever I'm at is where the action be My inner circle is where the rations be Protect my energy, <laughs> I like the video
1: Yeah, here. No, she's so fired. Right Baby, great person, great personality too. Super personable. me of, uh, uh what am I doing like at this movie pooty Tang the biggie shorty scene yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like the type of music you can't be mad about it's just no. good vibes like, it's good music if you don't like this you just need to go home basically
1: Who shot the video? Uh that's a great question. I can find out. I can ask. Only a text message away. That was dope. Man, so shout out to Zia Bell, aka Yam Greer. That was D. The next song. Like I said, we're gonna, you know, slide it over to the homie Kobe. The name of this song is called Donald Duck Orange Juice. And this song is also by another Portland, another local Portland artist. So to his point, last episode, there is a lot of there are a lot of talented artists out here in Portland. I just like a lot of them don't necessarily get the shine. That they should Or the looks that they should. But you know, we're gonna do our due diligence to change that up a little bit.
3: i I you Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. I will not. Turn me up. Try to walk in my. turn. me a few It's kind of different. The video is like, kind of like catchy Just the colors
4: yeah.
1: If everybody wondering, All these songs that are featured throughout this segment uh, Will be included in The playlist Called The Jam
3: Sash
4: I hit you the know jam
3: sesh, You Jam just hit the link in the bio I used to drink the shit out that Donald Duck Orange juice when I was in LA <laughs>
1: It's so funny, because when you first asked me about this song, you was like, wait a minute, what? Donald Duck Orange Juice? That's the name of the 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 artist? I was like, no. The name of the song is Donald Duck Orange Juice. You know that's crazy. (laughs) I honestly haven't even seen a carton of that in a long-ass time.
3: But it's been around for forever, if you know, you know. I feel like that's a West Coast thing. They don't got that back home. Am I tripping? I ain't seen that shit back home.
1: Not really. But it's like... I used to always see it in the grocery stores. whenever we would go, like, further out <coughs> west to kind of see family members that live out this way. Gotcha. The only grocery store I might have even ever seen it in back home down south would maybe be, like, Bilo or Piggly Wiggly.
0: Mm. And Bilo, even then, Bilo, Bilo, P- Bilo
1: doesn't exist anymore, and Piggly Wiggly is really only, at, like, at the coast. For so, real. For real. It's south Carolina shit. South Carolina and at the coast. So, yeah, there's that. True. But yeah, we about to hop into this jam sesh for y'all. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV.
3: All music from the jam sesh is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open.
1: As always, we're your hosts,
4: DJ Iron One. And if you. We'll see you next time. Holla back.